Hey there, this is Chris Perry. I am the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. And on the other end of the line, I have my trusty partner in crime, my podcast pal extraordinaire, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew Majorkirth, say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. How is everybody doing? Oh, don't ask questions like that. You don't really care. Don't make them think <laughs> you care. Come on. Hey, we, Andrew, we're supposed we, to have fun here. We care deeply here, right? <laughs> well, one of us does. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll let them figure out whether it's you or whether it's me. There you go. All righty, episode 409. Let's hear some crunchy guitars and we'll get right after it. Hold on. All righty, Andrew. I know I'm just going to tell you. Um, I had a friend of mine who, uh, years and years and years ago, he, he gave me some great advice and I try to live my life by it. Okay, what's up? He, he told me to be sincere, whether I mean it or not. That's right. And boy, that's the, I, 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 I live by that daily. It's, uh, yeah, it's something to go by, right? Whether something you mean it or not. It. <laughs> and it, and it works well in my profession, in my, in my profession by day, it works very, very well. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I've always been told too, that if you don't know it, dazzle them with the BS, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am exceptionally, I'm exceptionally good at that. Well, there you go. Let's see. You know what? Um, here we go. We're not even going to talk about hockey. Let's just talk about old sayings that are from friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Nana Perry told me years ago when I tried to, you know, get one past her, um, she goes, Chris, you can't BS a BSer. That's right. That's she, always, was, yeah. <laughs> she was the champ. She was the yep. absolute champ. Yeah. Uh, so anyways. All right. Hey, Andrew, come on. We, let's not talk about Nana Perry anymore. Okay. Um, she's mean. She'll hit me with the cane from the afterlife. She'll come through and something will fall on my head. We have. We have lots of exciting hockey to talk about here tonight, don't we? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I I it exciting. Yeah, if you call it exciting, I guess. We did. We did. We had some great conference games. The Oklahomas were up at the Colorados. But, hey, before we get going there, because I, I know you really want to delve deep into your uh, Oklahoma pom-pom shaking routine, <laughs> hey, let's, let's quickly uh, talk about Arizona uh, was at Grand Canyon for the weekend. Yes, they Arizona, were. Yep. And that's... You know, not not a bad trip for the guys in Tucson. They come up and play at Arcadia Ice. Yeah, take on the Antelopes of Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon will be joining the Western Collegiate League next season, um, along with UNLV and Utah, to join. Uh, they will form along with Arizona and Arizona State. They'll form the WCHL West Division. So this was kind of a taste of what's to come in the WCHL yeah. for next season. And Arizona went up and they won both games. They did, and you know I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Grand Canyon a big shout out. I didn't watch the games, but I followed along on Twitter. Yeah, um, and you know what? The guys at Grand Canyon they do an exceptional job with the Twitter feed and keeping you up to speed on what's going on during the games. You know why that is, don't you? Why is that? Because they use that terrible black dog hockey or whatever it is. They make you pay to watch uh, yeah. free college uh, club hockey. Yeah, I forgot that those guys were s'more uh, trendsetters. I forgot that trendsetters whatever <laughs> is there a program out there that we're aware of that is so chintzy that is so hard up that is so tight that they also use black dog hockey for their oh, free? Yeah. yeah oh oh that's right it's your oh, yeah. program oh, yeah. we're like, general manager we're like we're like daddy warbucks we want everybody's money your daddy warbucks whatever <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're 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 definitely not daddy warbucks God, it's it's just so you you're you you think of making money by turning the lights off and oh my god! Hey, how'd you know our philosophy on doing things? <laughs> I've been to the Blazers Ice Center. You turn hey, the lights uh, off, it cost anything. <laughs> Arizona goes to Grand Canyon and they beat the ever loving snot out of the Antelopes on Friday, five to nothing. Anthony Churro gets the shutout. What can you tell us about the game since nobody watched it, since it was on the pay-per-view that nobody wants to pay money to view? Nobody watched it. The uh, looks, like a, looks like a mundane game. I, uh, you know, Churro, we're going to give him some praise here. Last I looked last week, I think he was at like a .57 goals against average. 
and then he comes into Friday night and he and he throws a shutout and he and he lowers that number even more. Wow! So he's having a uh, he's having a stellar season so far. It's October, Andrew. Don't get too excited. Come on, come on. He's been pumping the we'll tires. Oh. All right. I know well, my I know my Arizona faithful. They love me. So <laughs> they do know. love you because you predict them to win the WCHL the whole time. That's right. Yeah. Hey, on Saturday night, um, uh, U of A comes back up there to Arcadia Ice, and it's a little bit different routine. It, instead of a five to nothing waxing like it was the night before, it's a little squeaky bum time there for the Wildcats. They had to pull it out in overtime. They won five to four over uh, over GCU. So GCU pushed them. I guess they figured out how to play uh, uh, WCHL hockey for a little bit on Saturday. And you know, this thing was the the score. <laughs> Yeah, it looks close. It looks close on it here, but if you look at shots, the shots were two to one in favor of uh, Arizona. Really? But if you look at the score, it's it was one nothing, then one one, two one, two two. It was neck and neck the whole way. Huh. So just a looks like just a dogfight all the way out. So what what would you attribute that to? Do you attribute that Andrew to Green Canyon figuring it out or to Arizona saying, man, it was a five, nothing cakewalk the night before we can uh, take our foot off the gas. You know what? I'm not going to put, I don't, I'm not going to put blame on either side. It was probably a little bit of a mixture of both. I would think. No guts, no glory there, big man. All right. <laughs> All right. No, no, not, not throwing a boat out there too on that one. <laughs> well, in the eyes of the computer, that uh, Saturday game will be seen as a tie. But you know what? Um, Arizona's happy to walk out with two Ws. They celebrated two wins. So good for uh, the Wildcats. Good for Coach Berman. And uh, they're going to get uh, – they're going to have to get their fair share of playing in the uh, Phoenix area, huh? They're going to have a bunch of games here coming up soon. So and How about how about Arizona? I believe they have still just given up one power play goal on the season so far. Are you serious? Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, they were. Uh, that's a stat. They were. Uh, they killed off all eleven penalties this weekend, and if I'm not mistaken, they're either still perfect or they've given up one. And I think they've. I think they've just given up one. Who they give up the one to? Uh, don't ask me that. Yeah, so um, stumped you. Okay. I think it was against UCO when they were down here in the. For the Oklahoma trip. Oh, that would make sense. That makes sense. UCO is kind of powerful. All right. Well, that takes care of uh, Arizona at Grand Canyon. Let's see here. Arizona State had the weekend off. Missouri State had the weekend off. So congratulations to those fellas. Yeah. Congratulations. Spending all that time in the library studying up. Yep. Yeah. You're, yep. you're smarter for doing it. <laughs> the Oklahomas went up to uh, the Rocky Mountains and they played uh, the two Colorado teams in a WCHL weekend, which was kind of exciting. I probably ought to update the uh, standings on the WCHL website. I think I've done it elsewhere, but not on the actual website. Now that I'm, this is me thinking out loud, Andrew. So <laughs> I, I have the attention yeah, span of a chipmunk, apparently. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been slacking a little bit on the uh, old. Uh, Standings and all that. You forgot to update the people, the masses. Yeah. Of the uh, ACHA standings the other day. You made them wait till Saturday to find it on your website, on oh, your Twitter feed, and all that. I feel so and much yeah. shame. You're you're really letting the masses down here. You know, I I I take full responsibility. I stand before you and beg for forgiveness. <laughs> 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 on Thursday night, Oklahoma was up there in Boulder playing at the Boulder Rec Center. Uh, what a what a nice facility that place is. Have you ever been yeah. there, Andrew? I've never been in it. Yeah, I've seen lots of pictures around it and all that, but I've never actually been in it. My favorite time at the Boulder Rec Center, I forget who was playing there. Obviously, Colorado, but I forget if it was who the opponent was. It was probably like uh, Arizona or something like that. I could hear this thump and just this banging bass coming from outside of the um, out, outside of the rink. And, you know, I've been there before and there's been uh, volleyball games going on between like Northern Colorado and Colorado. I ran into the host from the amazing race there because uh, his daughter was playing volleyball for Colorado. They've had basketball tournaments going on out there. I mean, they have all sorts of crazy stuff, but this one time, Andrew, there was just thumping bass and it was just going, it was just some really great music was going. And I peeked over there and they were having a drag show. No, uh, come and on. And it was the best. Yes, it was the absolute <laughs> best. It was a college drag show. 
uh, right there at the, uh, like on the volleyball court behind the rink at the Boulder Rec Center. And man, everyone was having a great, great, great fun time. And they were getting down to the village people and, you know, Gloria Gaynor and Donna Summer. And it was just, just, just having a grand old time. It was, it was, it was more entertaining than the hockey game at that time. So it was a lot of between intermissions. I ran over there and just kind of peeked my head in. How about that? That's yeah. awesome. So, hey, Oklahoma was at Colorado playing in Boulder on Thursday night. UCO was up in the fort, my favorite, almost my second favorite place in the world. Um, the Fort Collins. Um, so we had Andrew. I know that you want to talk about the Oklahoma game. That was a five to four shootout victory for Oklahoma. Yeah. UCO shut out Colorado State three to nothing on Thursday. I know you watched both games, so you start wherever you want to start. Well, let's start at the game that that I watched the most of, and that was the uh, Colorado and Oklahoma game. Oh, they, uh, what a heartbreaker and- for Colorado. Oh, they had them, right? They had Oklahoma dead to rights, right where they wanted them. Yep. And what was it? With about nine minutes to go, Oklahoma scores the their second goal of the evening. Andrew, Andrew, Colorado was up four to one with yeah. like 10 minutes to go mm-hmm. in the third period. The game was yeah. over. The game was done. And then Oklahoma, they get that their second goal of the evening with, like you said, nine, 10 minutes to go. And then... The third goal, and you text me on that second goal, and you're like, "This is this game's over." Yep. And then DeSouza on uh, just what a minute and a half or so later, looked like to me he just kind of threw it on net. He was out stuck on the blue line, kind of on an island by himself, and just kind of threw it on net. And I'll be damned if it didn't go in. Yep. And then you text me again, and you're like, "Uh oh, here we go." I said, "Rut row, Reggie." <laughs> yep. yep. And then. Uh, then it was kind of quiet for a little bit, right? Six, seven minutes, and I was like, "Ah, they're gonna, they're gonna walk away with this one, four, three, and 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 good for those guys for taking out Oklahoma." And with what forty-five seconds to go, Isaac Bossy comes down with an empty netter on Oklahoma's end as the extra attacker and buries one to tie it and sends it to overtime. He got a. Uh, it was with fifty-seven seconds to go in the game. He got a nice pass from Cameron Brown. It was across. Uh, it was a pass from uh, the bottom of one circle to the bottom of the other across the front of the crease and had to move the goalie, the Colorado goalie, Grant Payne, side to side. And luckily for them, Bossy was a left-handed shot because he was able to open up and just, he got all the puck and buried it. Yeah. Then, uh, then I thought the three on three overtime was, was really exciting. There are lots of chances back and forth each, each way. I thought, you know, I thought either team could have really in that three man overtime, I really thought either team could have won it. And and the other team didn't have anything to hold their head about, but went to a shootout and Oklahoma prevailed. Oklahoma prevailed two to one uh, in the shootout. I think it was six rounds, five rounds, five rounds it was. Yeah, I think five rounds, yep. And it was um, uh, a local. Josh Pusar. Yep, it was a local kid from uh, Colorado that plays for the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, Pusar, I think is his name, number eight. Yep. Who came down and um, just. Put it away. So, uh, yeah, Oklahoma escapes, and Andrew breathed a big sigh of relief that <laughs> night. The uh, not, no, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great little game, and uh, you know, Payne, Grant Payne, for all the grief we've given him this season, this uh, season on the podcast, I thought he played great, and just last ten minutes of the game got him right. It was almost as if he he didn't you know he couldn't see the puck because some of those shots were long shots and uh, yeah like that DeSouza shot and stuff like yeah. DeSouza's that third goal for Oklahoma that thing went through about twenty players to get there to the net right yeah so. and the one that tied it up a, you know, a shot by some kid named Moran um, who uh, he tied the game up I think in the second period with a long shot right or, or as soon as he crossed the blue line yeah. so it makes you wonder if the if, if the she was just having trouble picking up the puck as it comes into the zone, but whatever. Oklahoma wins five to four in a shootout, and uh, Colorado's misery continues. Up in the fort, UCO shut out uh, Colorado State three to nothing. Alex Henry was in net and he got the goose egg, so uh, good for good for Hens. I know that his uh, he brought a a a, a uh, what do you call it like a, a cub. A, Cabal, cable, cabal, C A B A L. I'm trying to think of how you say that. A cabal of fans with him. Yeah. 
from Edmond up to uh, up to Fort Collins. So they were thrilled to see him get a goose egg. They were all wearing Alex Henry jerseys in the stands. So uh, good for them. What do you got there? Who who were the big scores there for uh, for UCO? You know what? They're uh, this is probably going to be a growing trend. We've talked about it before, but Vitaly Mikhailov, the the Russian scoring machine for UCO, seems like every every night you look at the score sheet, he's he's somewhere on it, and he was he was all over it again with a goal and assist on Thursday night. Wow. Very nice. You know, they um, uh, Joe Morgan was in net for Colorado State, and we've talked before about Joe that he's a heck of a goaltender and he yeah. can steal a game there for CSU. And uh, it looked like it was going to be a good little goaltending battle, and UCO just plugged away. The, they did what they do; they just wear you down. They yeah, come at you in waves and wear you down. Yep. The uh, Joe Morgan, he's a he's a great little goaltender. And the uh, I think the I think the biggest trouble Colorado State's going to have this year is just keeping up in the goal scoring department. The, uh, I'm not saying they're any less talented than anybody else, but I just think they're going to be kind of one of those teams you hear about that, you know, is great defensively, but just has a little bit of trouble on the offensive side. So nothing, nothing wrong yeah. with that. They'll just have to grind it out and, and keep doing what they do. They got uh, CSU has some good has some uh, freshmen on their team. Um, there's one kid, and I, you're going to have to help me out there, Andrew, because you probably have the roster. I think his name is Marcosini. Um, it's like a long Italian last name. Yeah, number twenty-four. He can play. Yeah, that kid can play. Yeah, he, was, he can put the you, puck in the net. You you heard his name a lot. Now we didn't hear it on uh, Thursday because nobody from CSU put the puck in the net. But um, that's probably because uh, more due to UCO than anything. So uh, props to them. So the two Oklahoma schools sneak out victories on Friday night, and then on uh, I mean on Thursday night, and then they traded partners. On Friday, yep. UCO went down to Boulder. Actually, they went to Superior, Colorado. Um, uh, Colorado had a football game, and I—I don't know if you—you you, you said you'd never been. Um, the CU Boulder Rec Center is right next to Folsom Field, which right. is where Colorado plays their football game. So when there's a football game going on, there's no way in heck anybody is getting close to the Boulder Rec Center. So they moved the game, uh, Colorado moved the game to the sports stable in Superior. That's where the old uh, Rough Riders used to play out of the Western States League. And uh, UCO went into there, and boy, that was a tight game. A closer yeah. game than I expected. A one to nothing UCO victory. Yeah, one nothing scored it uh, late in the first period. And that was that was all she wrote. They, uh, yeah. I was, I was kind of surprised to see that, but... You know what? UCO throws their backup in there at Colorado, and the kid stopped all 23 shots that he faced. So I think that's got to – that probably makes Coach Rivera feel pretty weird, and that sounds weird to say, by the way, Coach Rivera. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that probably makes him feel good, knowing that he got a shutout and uh, knows that he has something to lean on if he has to, right? Well, there he goes. He's got uh, 120 minutes and no goals against. That's not a bad trip right there. Yeah. In uh, up in Fort Collins, Andrews Oklahoma Sooners uh, went up to take on the Rams, and they uh, it was a tighter game than the final score was indi- uh, indicated. It was five to two Oklahoma. Um, it was really a, a, a three to two game more yeah. than anything, and uh, Oklahoma got two empty net goals there late. Both of them, I think, from number eleven Brown, right? Yep, yep. He he got both of the empty netters. You know, it's kind of uh, kind of interesting that. Uh, um, CSU, you know, just they hung in there. They chipped away. It was a two to two game. It was if I remember right, and you've got the score sheet, Andrew. I don't. If I remember right, it was what two to two going into the third, and Oklahoma gets a goal in the third. Yep. Yep. And yep. And then uh, they get two empty netters to really make the score look. Yeah, make uh, it bigger than it was. Yeah, but boy, it, it was a good tight game. It was. It was. It was nice and tight, and uh, you know, one of those things that if uh, you know either team could have gone either way, it. Uh, if they didn't do what they needed to do, the other team was going to capitalize and and bury them. And yeah, three two hockey game. And I thought as both teams played really well. I thought and uh, yeah, they took some chances and pulled the goaltender and didn't work out for them. But very good, very good. And then uh, on Saturday, both of those uh, we everyone kept the same partner. UCO was now playing CU, uh, Colorado, at the Boulder Rec Center since there's no football game. 
And that uh, turned into a, that was a five to two UCO victory. UCO just kind of, you know, took off with it. Yeah. As, as, I, as I remember. Yeah. They, uh, it was, well, it was two, two. And then uh, it was two, two into the second. And then UCO pulled away um, in the third period there. Just kind of in the middle, middle of the uh, third, just kind of buried them and, and went on about their way. Yep. Well, it just seems as if, and, and, no knock on Colorado because I know that they're in a tough, tough, tough position with them losing not one but two head coaches over the summer and uh, finding a head coach, you know, here at the last minute before the season started. But it just seems as if they can't um, – they're having difficulty putting together 60 minutes of play. Yes. You know, they can put together 40 minutes, whether it's the first and second period or the second and third period, but – you know, um, uh, on, on Thursday night against Oklahoma, they put together the first and second period. On uh, Friday night against uh, UCO at the sports table, they put together the second and third period. Um, actually, they probably put together more of the, you know, all but a couple of minutes in the in, on the Friday game. And then on Saturday, as you said, you know, the first and second period, they hung in there. None. And then it was the third period where they just kind of. But uh, UCO kind of take it away. And it makes me wonder, so looking at the score sheet, and I was going to ask you about this, it, it shows Henry for UCO playing five minutes, and then it shows the backup, C.J. Wednig, playing 55 minutes. So I didn't know uh, I didn't know what the story was there because I didn't catch the end of that game. Yeah, it was weird. I think he actually played – I think he started – um, because I, I was watching uh, that game. It started a little bit earlier than the uh, than the uh, other game that was played that night. Um, I think they have that reversed in that um, uh, Henry played the first 15 minutes of the game and came out with like five minutes to go in the period. So they must have put the scores in there wrong. Oh, okay. Um, but so I don't know if he got hurt or if he just said, "I'm out of here. I don't. I'm not feeling it." Yeah, I've um, seen that before where he pulls himself. The kid, he, he's he's he knows if he's on and he knows if he's not. So uh, and he's not afraid to pull himself. Yeah, we, we've seen him do it a couple of times, right? Yeah. Yeah. So but you're right. Um, Henry started and Wednig again ended up finishing it. And um, yeah, Wednig CJ ended up getting the uh, he got two wins out of the three on the weekend. He did. He did. So that that really has to make. Uh, Coach Rivera feel good knowing that he really does have something there other than other than Henry if he has to rely on it. Yeah, and just look, I mean, look at them for scoring. They go in and they score nine goals, three games. They're just getting some uh, consistency. Three three W's on the weekend. Um, so uh, good good for Central and, Oklahoma. Yeah, and then uh, your team Oklahoma played the uh, second night up in there in the <laughs> fort. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And that turned out to be a four to three Colorado State victory. What happened there, Andrew? The uh well, you know, I think it was a little bit of a debacle all the way around. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> hundred what a hundred and nine minutes in penalties on twenty six offenses. <laughs> how about don't don't blame the officials. Yeah, how about this? Yeah. Oklahoma one for eleven on the power play and Colorado Oof. State was one for seven on the power play. Oof. Like yeah, at some point, put your whistle away. <laughs> just let the just let them play, right? The, there was uh, I, there was a point in time during the first period where I made I made the comment. I, I might have made it online. You know, are we going to see some five on five play at any time during this game? Oh man, because it was a con, especially in the first period. It was just a constant parade to the penalty box. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not usually too big on bashing referees and stuff because most of the time, if if a referee calls a penalty, it's duly deserved, right? You bet. And but there is that odd occasion where a referee can go in and just absolutely totally screw up a good hockey game. And I'm afraid that may be a little bit of what happened here. You know, well, yeah, at least the, they they use a four man system up there at Colorado, and uh, at least the. Um, Referees on Saturday night made the first period kind of difficult to watch. The, the, <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah, things things even up, uh, or or I shouldn't say even up. They kind of there was some five on five play during the rest of the uh, uh, rest of the game, the next two periods. But it sure did seem as if um, you know CSU boy they came out with a fight. And they the thing I was impressed with with Colorado State was they just kept coming. Yeah, they just hang they, around. They hang around, right? Yeah, they didn't quit. They just kept plugging away. 
and they worked and they worked and they worked and it paid off for them. They got that, uh, it was three to three and you just thought, okay, here it comes. Oklahoma's going to find a way to score. And it turned out to be the other way around. Colorado yeah, State right. found a way to score and they yeah. held off, you know, behind Joe Morgan. They held off the uh, the onslaught for the next couple of minutes. Because when did when did that kid score the fourth goal? It was with, what, like 10 minutes to go in the third period? Yeah, about six, seven minutes to go in the third. There you go. And, you know, all the rest of that was all Oklahoma all the time. They were coming to try to get that, you know, uh, the, the tying goal to even it up and maybe send it to overtime. Just couldn't, didn't happen. So yeah, uh, good good for CSU. They pulled one out. Old, yeah, and there's old, old Joseph Morgan standing back there, right? Not letting them, not letting them have it. So. Yeah. Made uh, made forty six saves on forty nine shots, so a great night for him again. I mean, Im- imp- impressive. Good for them that they uh, usually the third game in three days is the toughest one to win, as Oklahoma found out. And uh, Colorado State, you know, after going zero and two the night before, right. uh, or the two nights before, they could have easily laid down. But uh, credit to those guys, they they yeah, didn't. They, yeah, they were they were down two nothing um, in the game and. Like I said, they they hung around and clawed their way back and got the game tied and just hung around and and figured out a way to get it done. So yeah, yeah, I was uh, I I was um, I was impressed to to see what uh, what CSU. You know, they've they've only started playing a couple of games. I think they've only had like six games now um, within the conference, Colorado State. So uh, they've I think they have like another ten or eleven to go and. Um, you know, they could make some noise here. So, right. kind of, kind of yeah, yeah. I don't think you're uh, wrong in saying that. Well, with with uh, UCO went three and zero on the weekend. Oklahoma went two and one on the weekend. Actually, they I guess they went what one one and one on the weekend. Technically, yeah, so, the, yeah, the way the computer reads it. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Colorado went basically zero and three, but it's zero two and one. And uh, you, um, uh, Colorado State went one and two on the weekend. So. We have uh, the we kind of have a bunch of uh, in the in the WCHL standings. We kind of have a bunching at the top, and then some separation between uh, I guess the four four teams at the top and three teams uh, down below. Arizona leads the uh, WCHL standings. They have uh, remember we're doing this in terms of points percentage. So all of you uh, all of the broadcasting nerds out there that get a kick out of um, you know distinguishing between win percentage and points percentage have at it but uh arizona is in uh, first place with a uh, they have point they have 75 percent of all their points that they've available yeah. that they've won uh, arizona state and central oklahoma are tied in second place with uh 62 and a half percent oklahoma is in third uh, fourth place i'm sorry with 61.9 percent so they are like yeah. right yeah. on their heels right there yeah right there so basically you have three teams that tied and then, oh yeah, there you go. Okay, rounding up for Oklahoma. Way to go, Andrew. Oh yeah. And yeah, then we yeah. have a. Then we have some separation. <laughs> Colorado State's in fifth place. They have thirty three percent. Missouri State is in sixth place with twenty six percent. Colorado is dragging up the rear at seven seventh place with sixteen percent. Um. So yeah, it looks like we're gonna have. Uh, looks like we get a little log jam starting up there gotta, at the top. We've got a dogfight. So last week at this time, we were talking, sitting here talking about this, and and UCO was sitting down there at around 38 40%, something like that, yep. in CSU's position. And one weekend, changed all of that, and, and they're right up there tied for tied for second. So, you know, anything can happen. It's a dogfight. I like it. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend, and boom, you're right back in the, in the mix. That's so. just... Uh, this just shows that you really can't take any weekends off and you can't take anything lightly around here, right? Not on this conference. Not on this conference. I, I credit, I give full credit to the scheduler. Thank you very much. What <laughs> yeah. an awesome job that guy does. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's give him a round of applause here, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hold on. Let's listen to our intermission horn. And when we come back, we're going to listen to uh, Andrew and his three stars. We'll look to forward to the week that uh, will be ahead of some non-conference games, do some rankings and uh, maybe some more stuff. So hold on. Here's a Caddyshack intermission horn. Give us two seconds. Hold on. Alrighty there, Andrew. 
man, that was a lot of talk about eight games. That was. Can Lots you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine all the jibber jabber that we would have going on if the other two teams had played too? Holy smokes. Oh, man. We've been there forever. Well, you would have. I, I, I would have tapped out. I would have said, <laughs> the heck with this, Andrew. You, you, this is now it's Andrew's all, podcast. Let it go. It's all you. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, Andrew. Well, this is now your time to shine in the podcast. It's time for Andrew's oh. three stars of the week. I really can't wait. I know you. I know. I know you look forward to this every week. I'm just waiting for which Oklahoma player you gave as the number one star. It's getting kind of tired. So uh, I do. I do have another Oklahoma player in there. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. This so, is the WCHL podcast, not the uh, <laughs> Oklahoma podcast. Andrew, you, you have you have those uh, you have those broadcasters that they can they can you know pump your tires and shine your shoes for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a much better podcast. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, Andrew's three <laughs> stars of the week. Number three. Number three. I am going from the University of Oklahoma. Uh, uh, I am going Mr. Isaac Bossy. Yeah? Why? What did Isaac do? Uh, goal and two assists, but the kid was an absolute workhorse this weekend. If you watch the games, he was, he was always out there and and always playing his uh, his tail end off, so I'm giving him some kudos. Is that because Oklahoma only has one line of defense, or is that because he's so good? Well, after yeah, after everybody was tossed out on Saturday, those they were down to what three defensemen. At- <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, he's kudos to him. He's uh, you know he's he's a force to be reckoned with back there, and and. I thought I'd give him a little shout out here for a third star for because I thought he played a, a pretty good weekend here. You must owe him some money. All right, Isaac Bosse, star number three. <laughs> Who's number two? Number two from Colorado State. I'm going Aiden Tolnai. Really? With three goals and one assist on the weekend. There we go. The guy that scores some points now. Come on. He was he was in the he was in the thick of it. Yeah. All right. And, and number my, one. My number one star, we need to get some music for this, by the way. My number one star of the weekend goes to UCO and the backup goaltender, or now you might call him goaltender 1B, CJ Wednig. Yeah. He had a shutout and one goal against in his uh, in his games this weekend. So he gets my he gets my knock for number one star. Look at you. Look at you. All right. Very, very nice. Very nice. So, Bossy from Oklahoma, Tolnai from Colorado State, and Wednig from uh, and we're I'm probably saying that name right. It's like Wednig or Wednig. Yeah, yeah. If if him or his family listens, we apologize for butchering the last name. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? We apologize that you're listening, but then we also apologize that you're (laughs) we're butchering your poor son's name. We'll just call him CJ. So CJ gets yeah. Andrew's number one star. Well, very good. Very good. All righty. Hey, uh, rankings. The, the This past week was the last week, thankfully, from the coaches and yes. their, their rankings. Um, this week, we will go to the computer, the unbiased computer. Um, but before we get there, we had to deal with the bias from all the coaches. We had five... Um, Teams from the WCHL that found themselves in the top 25. UCO was number 10. Arizona was number 11. Oklahoma was number 14. Missouri State, number 18. And Arizona State was 21. Colorado State was on the outside. They had some votes, but uh, not enough to get into the top 25. So five of seven are in the top 25. One was getting some votes and one one was not. So uh, not bad, but boy, I really am glad to kind of get away from the coaches. I'm glad the coaches are oh, I mean. Right. And I'm also duly excited because yeah. the first week that the computer rankings come out, <laughs> just to see all the uh, dramatics that go on, all the teams that drop and all the teams that climb, it's, it's an exciting time. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. I can tell you, and this comes from um, the Wizard um, uh, in, uh, in, in in suburban Columbus, Ohio. Um, he says that uh, without tipping the hand, he says that there are going to be five teams from the WCHL in the top twenty-five from the computer. 
but one of them, I think he, he didn't tell me which ones, but my guess is it's going to be um, UCO, Arizona, Oklahoma, Arizona State, and Colorado State will be in the top 25. I think he'll have yeah. the Missouri State will have fallen out from the from the eyes of the computer. And he says that um, some of the biggest movers that fell, that moved up, moved up like 10 and 11 spots from where the coaches had them ranked up to up to, I guess, higher in the, in the ranking. So take that however you will. I guess you can say number 11 became number one or 21 became 11, something like that. Yeah. And then he said that there were some that fell like all the way out, 20 spots and out. You Oof. know, they're not going to be happy. And then there are some others that fell but stayed in, but they fell, you know, 9, 10, 11 spots. So it's, it's going would- to be an eye-opener for some of those coaches. Just just me, thinking off the top of my head, I would think Arizona, UCO, Oklahoma, they're they're well within the top twenty. Yeah. I would think you'd have to throw Arizona State and even Colorado State would have to be in there somewhere. The uh I think especially Arizona State. They're they're a great little hockey program and uh I I think the computers will do this some justice. Well, we're going to find out on Wednesday when the uh, computer unleashes itself on the w- on the on the ACHA and the WCHL. So that'll be fun. And you were right, Andrew. We we're going to hear an awful lot of uh, belly aching from the coaches. That's it's awesome. Right, yeah, right now Adrian is the number one team in the ACHA, and uh, who knows if the computer will recognize them as the number one team. Uh, and then right after that, there's a bunch of others that. Um, I wonder, I wonder what our new top five will look like. Because <laughs> right now, top five is Adrian, Lindenwood, Minot State, Liberty, and Michigan-Dearborn. And I wouldn't at all be surprised if most, if not all of those teams stay stay there. Well, I don't know. Minot might drop. Minot might drop because they've played some, you know, heck, they played Colorado twice and throttled them. So... You know, that's going to hurt their strength of schedule. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah, it could be could be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. That's coming out this Wednesday. That's on the 30th. Sometime probably around noonish is mm-hmm. at least what it's expected. But, you know, it is the first one of the of first computer ranking. Anyways, um, that'll be fun. That'll be definitely fun. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the chaos and all the belly aching. Yeah, it's always fun, right? Yeah, there's going to be some teams out east that are going to sit there and go, you know what, we're 10-1. and one. Why aren't we in the top 25? Well, it's because you played nobody. And you played the yeah. weak sisters of the traveling nunhood. Yeah, you played you played Chris and Andrew. Yeah, you know, right. Nut, nut up and play some uh, play some regular teams, play some That's real right. teams, as opposed to these uh, East Handkerchief State and, uh, you know, West Nowhere. Yeah, I mean, like you look at the – like we beat this horse up before, but all those Western Collegiate teams – we just sat out here in the West and, and just beat the crap out of each other all season long. Yep. So it's duly. I mean, I think it's well-deserved that, that we have a lot of teams at nationals. And then, like I said, you get the teams from out nowhere that have played nobody. And uh, I think just because their record, they should get in. And I don't think that's how it should work. No. Oh, no. You got to earn it. You got to earn it. Yeah. Yep. Got to earn your stripes. Here we go. All right. Well, hey, speaking of stripes, this is a non-conference weekend. Within the WCHL, there are no conference games. However, we have five teams in action. Oklahoma is off this weekend. Uh, so, thankfully, that means that we'll be spared a bunch <laughs> of pom-poms from Andrew. Uh, Colorado was off this weekend as well. So, uh, so I guess that's good news for the Buffs. Yeah. They get to uh, take, a, take a break and rest and recover. Maybe they can get together and have a big study party together. <laughs> Um, ASU is going to be at Arizona, but those are non-conference games. So, uh, that'll be interesting. Those are going to be, those should be gigantic. Uh, I would think gigantic draws down there in Tucson whenever ASU comes to town. So, uh, those will be fun games to watch. And how about, how about the impeccable timing of the University of Arizona in the raising of the Western Collegiate Championship banner this weekend? (laughs) Do you think that was a coincidence? That's impeccable timing on their on their part, right? <laughs> oh boy! 
That's the kind of stuff I like to see right there. The, the banner wasn't available when the Colorados came to town, <laughs> but yeah, it just, it just became God, available. <laughs> it just so happened to show up when Arizona State's coming to town. Imagine the luck. Hey, hey, there's nothing better in my opinion than a than some good wholesome mental warfare. Also, right? Well, be careful what you ask for. That's all I got to say, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's good stuff. I like it. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. I thought that was kind when of I, cute. Yeah, when I saw that they posted that out on social media, I'm pretty sure I laughed out loud by when I read that. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's. That's fantastic right there. Uh, well, let's hope it doesn't come back to uh, bite him in the rear. So, uh, yeah. you know, anger the hockey gods. Yeah, that's what they always say. Watch yeah. out for the hockey gods. <laughs> what a coinkening. What a coinkening. The banner just yeah. happens to show up. Yeah, holy uh, moly. Oh, anyways, uh, Colorado State is heading over to Salt Lake. They're going to take on Utah. Utah is not in the Western Collegiate League now. They will be in the Western Collegiate League next year. So CSU is going over to, uh, they're going to cross I-70. Hopefully I-70 will be open. I know they got a bunch of snow up here this weekend. So um, Yeah, and I heard they're getting blasted again tonight or something like that oh, up there. Gosh. So let's hope CSU can make it. Um, they're going to take on the Utes in, uh, in Salt Lake. And then we have, um, excuse me, here locally, Iowa State from the Central States League is coming down to play UCO at Arctic Edge. And Alabama is going over to Missouri State for a non-conference tilt. That should be a good one. Yeah, that should be a really good one. Alabama's like the Road Warriors of the ACHA. There is nobody close to Alabama in men's Division One, so they travel everywhere. They're not afraid to pack it up and take the show on the road. No, they're doing what Minot State did about 10 years ago, which is – they're going to take on all comers. Now they weren't beating all comers like Minot State did, but uh, they're 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 hitting the road. I think they were in like Virginia last week, or they they were somewhere else. Uh, Alabama goes all over the place. So, all right, Andrew. So now it's time for Andrew's predictions. Um, all right. Let's start up there in Springfield with um, the uh, uh, Alabama. I don't. What do they call themselves? Are they the the, the Crimson uh, Tide, a, the Frozen Tide, something like that? Yeah, frozen. I think they call them the Frozen Tide, don't they? There you go. I don't know what it is. Who cares? It's SEC. They're terrible. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't put a lot of. I mean, they're good guys, and they have the big egg and whatnot. But you know, it's hockey, not football. So Alabama at Missouri State. What do you got for us? I am taking Missouri State on Friday and Saturday here. There you go. Good conference predictions right there. I love that one. Yeah. All right. I think it's all all Missouri State there. Let's keep it rolling. Colorado State at Utah. What do you think? I am I am taking Colorado State again for the sweep on the weekend. Love it. Conference, conference, conference. Yeah. Let those Utes know what they're getting themselves into joining our conference, huh? You know, the nice thing about Utah is they have a heck of a broadcast production going on up there. Uh, it, the, the guys at Utah put on the broadcast production from, from nationals. So it's going to be a good quality broadcast, even though Utah is going to get blasted. So uh, there you go. And, and it's an absolutely fantastic uh, setting to play hockey in up there. Yeah. And salt. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a little sensitive. They, I, I was saying something to to AJ Bolden, who is their general manager and whatnot, and we were talking about something. I forget what it was, and um, he 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 said, "Oh, you know, is that because of all the Mormons?" And I was like, "No, it didn't have anything to do with the Mormons. Why? I I don't care about that kind of stuff. You can be you you can worship whatever god or whoever he is. I could I could yeah. give a rip about that. Quit being so sensitive. <laughs> so." How about that? Yeah, well, hey, they have a good place. You know, you, Salt Lake City has a great. This is going to be way off base. Salt Lake City has a great music scene. It is. It. it yeah. You would not think it. You when you think of Salt Lake City, you think of uptight. You know, really more yeah. uptight than than yeah. than the Bible Belt here in the Midwest. Yeah, very, very straight laced and yeah. yeah. But hey, they got a. And, and there's a bunch of that going on there. Don't get me wrong. There's a bunch of that going on there, but there's also a crazy wild uh, music scene there. So uh, Salt Lake kind of has it going on. 
Interesting. Maybe we, uh, maybe the podcast boys will have to make a trip out there next year for uh, to watch some games. <laughs> I, I can make that happen. I happen to know the <laughs> scheduler. Yeah. All right. Other non-conference games, Iowa State at UCO. Let's see if you stick with pulling the WCHL banner. Hold on. Andrew, you know what's what? your predictions? Am, on Friday night, I am predicting Iowa State to come oh. in and beat UCO. Oh, you're hurting me, Andrew. But I am I fully expect UCO to bounce back on Saturday and stick it to Iowa State. <laughs> All right. Well, there you, you're trying to you're trying to split the baby in half. I'm so sorry that you're not showing your true WCHL allegiance. It's very <laughs> disappointing. Uh, it is what it is. Mm, the uh, yeah. I, think the, I think that and the Arizonas. I think those will be the games to talk about next well, week. Well, let's get to the Arizonas. What's going to happen down there with ASU going to Tucson for two non-conference? You know what? With the with the with the absolute impeccable timing of the banner raising on Friday night, <laughs> I am predicting that there is not going to be any way that Arizona State is going to be able to keep Arizona off the board. I am taking Arizona to win Friday night. All right. But? And I am predicting that in true fashion, Arizona State is going to come back and win on Saturday. <laughs> All right, Not so we've got Colorado State sweeping Utah, Missouri State sweeping Alabama, UCO splitting with Iowa State, and Arizona State and Arizona splitting in Tucson. Yeah, and I think those are going to be just absolute goaltender battles, low-scoring games. I think those are going to. I think those are going to be the games of the weekend, right there. To Ross watch and more against Anthony Churro, it seems like for two nights in a row down there in Tucson. Yeah, Churro. Yeah, Churro's on fire. Bronson Moore's is uh, been on fire this season. I think it's going to be uh, a pretty good little battle to watch. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. The nice thing is that game. You know, they are with with uh, daylight savings time. You know, Arizona doesn't go to daylight savings time, so they are full two hours behind us. So it's a seven thirty start, which means it gets started here in the Central Time Zone at nine thirty, which is great for us because we can watch a game and then. You know, like we can watch the Alabama, Missouri State, or UCO, Iowa State games, and they don't get going for. I mean, that, that those games will be over before the Arizona game even gets going. So it's uh, yeah, so it's thought, good stuff. I thought I thought you were going to bellyache and said that and was going to tell us that that was too late to start hockey games that you couldn't stay up that late to watch them. <laughs> I am an old man, and yes, I probably <laughs> will not be texting late late later that night. Oh. <laughs> so God, you're terrible, 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 terrible. I don't know what game I was last uh, couple weeks ago. I have to tell on myself. I was watching on my phone, laying in bed, and I dozed off for a little for a few minutes. And one of the teams scored a freaking goal, and the announcer started screaming in the phone. the The goal horn was going off, and it scared me half to death. I about fell out of bed. <laughs> I jumped so high. <laughs> uh, you're too funny. You are too funny. All right, Andrew. Hey, it's time for some uh, gritches and gripes. Are you ready? Oh, I am ready for Chris's soapbox. Man, I got a uh, Chris's soapbox. I got a. I, I actually wrote a list down last time. I just kind of went off the top of my head. You know, I'm full of gritches and gripes. Mister Glass, half empty. <laughs> but this time, I actually wrote stuff yeah, down. Yeah. All right, and this is in no particular order. Okay, I hate. I, I shouldn't say I hate. Hate's a strong word. I strongly dislike. When people are late to appointments, I'm yes. not a fan of waiting. When you go to the doctor for a two o'clock appointment, I expect to see the doctor at two o'clock, not at three thirty. Um, and so I it, that just annoys me. It goes all over me. So there's number one. Um, number number two, and I say this because it it applies to some folks near my office. Um, I'm not a fan of lurkers. In the, and what I mean by lurkers are people that, you know, scope out your social media and then they try yeah. to find out all of your life on, you know, Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And then they ask all your friends all about you, but they never come to you. Hey, what, what, what's going <laughs> on with so-and-so, you know, blah, blah, blah. you want to know something about me? Come to me. You want to know something about yeah, my family? Ask me. Come to me. I'll tell you. Yeah. Ask. Yeah. I'm an open book, but don't that, that shady stuff. When I find out. There was a lady at my office that was uh, 
telling me that, you know, some people next door were asking all about, you know, what's going on. They see, saw something on Facebook and I was like, come on, are you serious? Yeah. Come on over. Just come on over here and talk to me. No. Yeah. Social. Right. Social media is the state of our existence. All right. Here's, here's, here's three gritches that, that apply to the ACHA. Okay. You're going to love these. Two of them are, <laughs> two of them are kind of inside, inside baseball type things. But the first one is on the score sheets. It just really burns me when coaches can't write their rosters in numerical order. And they, you know, oh, what, yes. we have a rule in the ACHA. You can dress 21 or 22 players. 21 if you're doing uh, 19 and 2 or 18 and 3. Or you can do 22 players as long as the 22nd player is a goalie. So you can do 19 and 3 these days now, too. 19 skaters, 3 goalies. And you're yeah. supposed to put your starters up first. And they go by position. You know, you go goaltender, lefty, right D, then left wing, center, right wing. After that, it's supposed to be in numerical order for your roster. And I cannot tell you the number of score sheets that I see that still list, you know, by lines. So instead of, instead of putting them in numerical order, they go by lines. Here's three ninety seven and 11. I'm like, come on. You know, then the next one is 18, 27 and four. And you're like, Oh, I cannot stand. It just, Oh, it just boy, it burns me. I thought you were going to tell me they weren't smart enough once they took their six starters out. Who was L, who was left at the bottom that was going to be in numerical well, order? You, you know, there, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of truth to that because there are some times where they <laughs> list them all in numerical order, and then the very last one is like number six. You know, oops, we forgot we forgot Johnny, right? Or 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 the best uh, the best one is when you list them in a starter and you list them in the in the one below. Yeah, <laughs> number yeah, seven is listed. Yeah, number seven, more. Andrew Majorkirth is listed twice on the roster. <laughs> this is the starting of rocket science oh. here. On filling out a score sheet, so I mean, I could see where it gets yeah. in trouble. So, so, so that's the number one of kind of inside baseball. Number two is, I it really just goes all over me when people don't put the games into the system, into the ACHA point streak system, either the night of or at least the you know the very next day. You can go onto the ACHA website right now, and you can find games that were played in September that have yet to be scored into the system. I yes. take a particular pride in I, I I tell the teams in both of the conferences that I help that I help oversee, shoot me a clear picture of the score sheet, I'll slap it in there for you that night. And 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 I do it because, you know, teams want to know what happens. Um and it's mm -hmm. it's good for I think it's good for the for the teams that are playing, but it's also good for the opponents where they can look and they can see you know, who's doing what, who did what, yeah. you know, oh, oh, that, that, that score is in there. Oh, look, Arizona beat so-and-so five to two or, you know, Colorado state beat Oklahoma four to three. Well, you know, here we can see what happened. Oh, look, it was a penalty fest and it was a late goal. Oh, that's kind of interesting. You know, it gives the teams credit as opposed to, you know, having a look and then having to come back on the SHA website and look again. And I don't know. I, it just burns me a little bit that people don't do it. I literally today I put in some games into the system. Today is um, we're we're doing this podcast on October the twenty eighth. I put in some uh, uh, into games into the system today that were played ten days ago, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And I did it for for a team in in the other conference because the home team who has this main responsibility couldn't get it done. Oh, it oh. just burns me. All right, and here here's the last. Um, the last gritch that applies to, we talked about it a little bit, that applies to ACHA. I wrote it down while you were talking about it. I cannot stand broadcast from the ACHA or from ACHA teams where it's pay-per-view. Oh, that just burns <laughs> me to the core. Um, I realize I have no control over it, but, you know, we were, we were gritching the other day about Iowa State, how they do this, this thing on Portal Stretch Internet. I remember we got an email from we were gritching about this. We got an email from a parent out in Arizona. I think it was Mr. Dungey who was uh, commenting on the irony that here we are gritching about it one week. And then the next time it's Oklahoma, Andrews, Oklahoma. Yeah. It's charging, you know, $20 or $10, whatever it is to watch a, you know, college club hockey game. 
it just burns me. So, you know, this past week was Grand Canyon and, uh, whatever. I think it's, I think it's a bad move. I think it's a, a poor move, uh, on, uh, on, on, on the part of the teams because, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I kind of get a kick out of is going to YouTube and looking at the Midland at UNLV game and, you know, I can find it. Well, yeah, yeah. I can't find any Oklahoma or Grand Canyon games because they're not on YouTube. So, uh, you know, if I'm a recruit, you know, I guess they're out of the question. I'm not considering them. So anyways, there's, there's a glitch, but Andrew, I've got three more and they all have to do with, um, they all have to do with uh, the upcoming holiday. Oh uh, boy. Halloween. Oh. I know you're going to love that. <laughs> are you ready? I can hardly wait. <laughs> there are people that are going come on chris shut up <laughs> it's it's not even halloween we're three days away from halloween i cannot stand it when people put up christmas and in in christmas or even thanksgiving stuff before halloween right the holidays have an order let's get to the october 31st and celebrate halloween and it, i know some people think halloween is like the greatest holiday since uh you know in the world when they celebrate it but there's no reason to put up Thanksgiving turkeys or cornucopias and pumpkins and junk like that out, you know, for the feast that's coming on Thanksgiving or worse, put up your Christmas tree. Um, you know, Halloween, then, then it's Thanksgiving is in November. The day after Thanksgiving is when you can put up your Christmas tree. <laughs> my, uh, my, my, wife, my wife would argue with you on that one. I, it, it, it's, I had somebody at my office. Asked me if it, if they could put up the Christmas tree. I'm like, it's October. We're not even to Halloween. What the heck are you thinking? Now I get it that the stores, you know, the stores w- want to sell all that junk, and they want it to be the Christmas season all year long. But holy smokes, my, you know, um, I I just it just burns me. I I have I personally have been out shopping with my wife on three occasions now. I can I think of where we have been Christmas decoration shopping already this year. Well, it's, it's okay to buy Christmas decorations, uh, but do you put them up? Oh, uh, no. So my wife, you know, we bought a new house. The, uh, I mentioned that at the podcast. Yeah. I, my wife, we are now up to three Christmas trees that are going to go inside this house. Oh, I'm Andrew. Thinking, oh, I'm just like, somebody put me out of my misery. I am so sorry. How about this? And the and this is getting off topic again, but my my uh, in laws like to go do estate shops as uh, shopping on the weekends around here. Yeah, they find an estate sale, and this was back in oh lord, August. So had to been August. They uh, say we've got a we've got an estate sale just for you, and I'll be damned if they didn't find an estate sale. Where the person had a gigantic collection of Christmas village houses and pieces and people and everything else that goes to these little Christmas villages. <laughs> oh. My my wife spent almost two hundred dollars. I have got Ooh. I have got four of those large totes, plastic totes that are like three foot long and like two foot deep, and you know the big plastic totes. Yeah. I, I have got like four of these things full of Christmas village in my attic. That's going out in the house this year. Well, I, you know, I got nothing. I got nothing against yeah. having that stuff. I, I do have something against putting it out before Halloween or even Thanksgiving. Oh, Andrew, I, do not, do not get those totes out of the garage until Thanksgiving. Oh no. I'm fully, I fully suspect I'll be putting up a Christmas tree within the next two to three, two and a half to three weeks. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. It's going to happen. Oh, well, hey, the, the, the last two gritches I have, um, um, they have to do with trick-or-treaters. <laughs> um, I, I really, as a trick-or-treater, I could not stand going to houses that handed out bad candy. If you're, bad. you know, if you're, if, you, if you're going to have some trick-or-treaters come around to your place, give them some good stuff. Um, don't give them candy corn. Don't <laughs> give them marshmallows. You know, give them a, give them a Snickers bar, a crunch bar, give them something awesome, a hundred grand bar, a Twix. Don't give them, you know, a caramel apple. Yeah. What else is bad candy, Andrew? Oh, you know, what's bad candy like butterscotch. Oh, 
Yeah. You might, you might as well just put a little cat turd in there. And, you know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, come on. That, that's not candy. I mean, that's terrible. <laughs> so, cat. Can we quote you on that? Might as well put a cat turd in there. Can we? Yeah. I mean, come on. That's, that just ruins the whole thing. You know, it's like, it's like putting a raisin in pudding. You know, it's like, it just ruins the whole thing. Oh, I might, uh, I might have to quote you on that one. <laughs> so, so that's, so there's, there's, there's the, the second to last one. And the last, the, the very last one is on, is for trick-or-treaters themselves. And this is my personal experience. If you go to explain your costume, you need to do a better job. That's right. I invariably, when kids come to, you know, ring the doorbell here at my house and, and, and trust me, I give out the good candy, you know, M&M, Snickers. If anybody has seen me in real life, they know I give out the good candy because by God, I, I give out the candy I want. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no sweet tart uh, or sweeties or whatever those things are. Those little pixie things. Love those things. Oh, yuck. Um, but I always have to ask at least one kid, what are you? Oh, I'm a, I'm a bum. I'm like, dude, if I can't tell what you are, yeah. you're not, you're not dressed up right. You're just like a bum, but you look like you're just in your normal day clothes. Yeah, exactly. You're just a, you know, and usually it's at least here in my little neighborhood, it's, um, it's like middle age, middle, middle school kids. It's like middle-aged kids. Yeah, they're they're in their thirties, walking around. It's like um, they're middle school kids. You know, they they they're too cool to uh, to dress up, but not so cool enough that they don't want your candy. Uh, so, anyways, that's so. There's my Gritch. If you gotta, if you're gonna go out trick or treat, and by God, wear a costume that you don't have to explain what the heck it is. I usually give the bad candy to the kids, like you said, that are uh, too cool to dress up, but they still want your candy and all that. Yeah, I I don't have bad candy. I'm sorry, I I, yeah. I don't I don't have bad candy. Well, yeah, we'll be, we'll be excited. I like to if uh, if any of the listeners out there some pictures on uh, Twitter. If you have any little kids dressed up for Halloween, send us uh, send us some pics. I like to I like seeing all the little kids in their hat costumes and all that. I think they're funny. I love it when little kids come knocking on the door. And they're they're so they're so thrilled to get candy and to for you to you know see that they're Donatello from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Elsa from Frozen. I mean, they're so excited. And and of course, you know, if it's Spider Man, you never sit there and say, "Who are you?" You go, "Oh my God, it's Spider Man!" You know? Yeah. So you have a good yeah. time. All right. Well, Andrew, what else? I've, I've I. That, you know, that's what I get for actually writing down a list and thinking about this. I have a long list. I, you know, I'm Mr. Glass half empty. <laughs> uh, so um, y- your boss would always call me Mr. Positive because he knew I was not Mr. Positive. <laughs> so uh, uh, anyways, what, what's n- any other things that you need to talk about or that you want to talk about? Uh, you know what? I think I'm out of ideas. <laughs> Once again, Andrew brings an awful lot to the podcast. Thank you very much, yeah. Andrew, for showing up today. Yep, yeah, doing what I can here for you. <laughs> well, I will let you know I spent uh, a good part of the weekend putting together a conference schedule for 10 teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was an awful lot of fun dealing with um, uh, building uh, limitations and ice limitations and other conflicts in terms of like football and junk like that. So that was fun. Ate up a lot of my time. And uh, it's not anything else to do. Yeah, well, that isn't that the truth. I, I I loved it so much. I did it twice. I did it for that other conference too. <laughs> oh, sucker for punishment. Yeah, glutton for punishment. What can you say? Yeah, all right, Andrew. Well, come on. You got to give us a good. You got to give us a good story. Tell us what happened with the Oklahoma bus coming back from Colorado. I you know what. So I still haven't the uh, coach Berge, um works around the rink there, and he took the he took the day off for a personal day. So. I haven't talked to him, but I heard, uh, you know, we always mention safe travels to the teams at the end of the podcast here. And uh, those guys on the way back from Colorado broke down at about four o'clock in the morning. And from what I gather, they uh, called the mechanic, but the mechanic didn't want to get out of bed until six o'clock. So they had to sit on the side of the highway for two hours in the middle of the night in parts unknown (laughs) and, and wait for the mechanic to show up. And the mechanic showed up at six o'clock in the morning and did whatever he did. And 
those guys pulled back into town about five o'clock uh, yesterday evening. Ooh. Ooh. I, I heard it. I heard it wasn't that bad. It, that it wasn't on the side of the road. It was the they pulled into like a truck stop to gas yeah. up, and that's when uh, like a hose burst, and so um, so they were just stuck in, yeah, in a truck kinda, stop for a couple of hours while the while the mechanic was trying to get out of bed. Yeah, that's that's no good. Just kind of sitting there. Tra- travels from yeah. the road, but hey, good thing about that is uh, most of the boys were sleeping. So. Yeah, four o'clock in the morning. Most of the guys probably didn't even know what was going on. No, no, still don't know what's going on. They're like, "Huh, what? We broke yeah, down? Huh? What? Yeah. Why are we so late?" Yeah, no. <laughs> it's always, it's always something like that though. When you're when you're running the hockey team on the road, right? Hey, that's why they call it an adventure. Otherwise, it's just yeah. it's just traveling. That's right. We've been we've been on a lot of adventures in our day, haven't we? <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, we have. All right. What well, was it when? We, what's that? What was it? What was it when we uh, slid into the uh, semi in Minot? Oh, God. When we had that uh, crusty old Tom driving the bus for us, who's absolutely fantastic, <laughs> and slid off the uh, exit ramp, wasn't it, into the uh, semi truck that had slid off the exit ramp in front of us. And then he, and he got mad. He got mad because the guy was parked there. <laughs> <laughs> then he tried to claim that he didn't hit him. The whole bus shook <laughs> when we sideswiped the guy. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, fun, fun times. I was worried. I know that, um, like Amanda, Tabitha and, uh, Dr. Sasser, professor Sasser, I don't know what her, what her true title is. So I apologize for that. I know they flew up to Denver to follow the UCO gang around and they had some trouble getting out of Denver because of, uh, because of weather. So let's hope they made it back safe. And, um, uh, you know, I guess I'm glad that the Oklahoma boys made it back safe on their, on their bus travel. Yeah. Yeah. Cause as much as we go back and forth about all these teams and all that, at the end of the day, we we want to see all of them get back and forth, safe and sound, and and have nothing happen to them. That's right? That's absolutely right. They got to go to school and get that degree so they can make some money and uh, become productive citizens, uh, and hopefully support the WCHL podcast when they become rich millionaires. Yeah, yeah, we're always we're always need help. Right? We're always looking for <laughs> we're always looking for listener number twelve and thirteen. <laughs> Someone's with deep pockets. <laughs> All right, so hey, we got some non-conference games to look forward to. Andrew's given us some uh, some good predictions, some conference uh, sweeps, um, some questionable predictions with a split at UCO, but um, eh, whatever. We'll see if Andrew's predictions come to pass. Uh, follow the Western Collegiate Hockey League at westernchl.com or on Twitter at westernchl. That's where most of our action happens. The, the The Facebook is kind of there, but it's not really there. The website is there but it's it's we update it every now and then but twitter is mm-hmm. mainly where it's at andrew i have said enough i am ready to rock and roll it's probably past my bedtime you're gonna make fun of me it's getting close right yeah, time to go hit the ice cream is what it is so <laughs> all right get yeah. us out of here big boy i'll tell you what everybody have a great week all the teams in traveling have safe travels and we will catch you on the flip side 